Hey, sports fans. Did you know you spend up to 20% of every game watching gambling advertising? No, it's true. Joining us to talk about it is Dr. Declan Hill, who is the Associate Professor of Investigations at the University of New Haven and the lead of its Sports Integrity Center. He's also the author of The Fix, Soccer and Organized Crime and the Insider's Guide to Match Fixing. Hey, Declan, how you doing? I'm good, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on. It's, it's pretty, you know, it came on slow, but it's absolutely almost out of control these days. You can't, you can't turn anywhere without somebody telling you that you should watch out for this guy because he's going to score the first touchdown of the game. This sports betting thing, we know it's, it's always been there, but we're now getting absolutely steamrolled by it. What, what are your thoughts on what you're seeing? Um, look, brother, it's a new opioid epidemic. Um, I, I believe in regulated legal sports gambling. But what we're getting at the moment uh, in many places in Canada, of course, it varies province by province, but uh, in many places, particularly Ontario, is just a, a feeding frenzy. And that's the thing I've got to say to our listeners is that gambling for some of us is deeply addictive. It's like tobacco, it's like alcohol, it's like recreational drugs or whatever you call them. Uh, for some people, it leaves them unmoved. For others in our community, it can hook them in, it can bankrupt them, it can drive them to suicide, it can do all kinds of issues. And we really, as a nation and a country, gotta have a mature discussion about this and say, hey, you know, some betting, cool, but you know, let's let's keep the gambling ads after nine o'clock, let's restrict um, you know our, our young people from watching them and seeing them because it's as you're saying, it's just this wave of gambling constantly, twenty four seven when you're watching sports nowadays. The other thing too, it's not just the commercials; it's the on air talent seem to be pushing it really, really hard. And it, it to me, that's frustrating. Yep. It's like I can, I can, I guess I can absorb and I can tune out the commercials, but when it's constantly that much in your face, it's almost like it's too much for me anyway. Yeah, and, and you're an intelligent, responsible guy that's been around the block. What are we, you know, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult any adolescent, but you see a major NHL star saying, hey, gambling's great. You're going to follow it. I mean, if that if, if that NHL star says wear a purple sweater, you know, most of the teenage boys in, in Canada are going to be wearing uh, purple sweaters. If he says gambling's great, they'll do that. And the real problem with gambling addiction is it's particularly bad for teenage boys. There are one or two suicides a day in Britain from sports gambling. There are 55,000 gambling addicts. That's enough to fill Commonwealth Stadium. And these are teenage boys who are gambling addicts. Not teenage boys that have, you know, had a couple of gambles. These are kids that are screwing up the wiring of their brain by getting addicted to this. And there's very little conversation about it. We need to start pulling it back. Legalized gambling, good, but this kind of stuff that we're seeing now is just out of control. There was a story in the Edmonton Journal today, I didn't want to talk about timing with our interview, yep. but the, it's, a, it's a big, big article on what guys are doing to their dens to turn them into sports betting headquarters where they've got not just oh, one or two idiot. televisions, they've got multiple, they've got a whole wall full of TVs, some of them are on sporting events, some of them are on the uh, odds and that kind of stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, and listen, let me share um, this with with everyone because 
Um, what is pervade? One of my frustrations about the gambling industry is one, they never like to talk about how addictive it is. Two, they don't like to talk about how it's become even more addictive in the last 10 years with something called frictionless gambling. You know, you used to have to go to a casino, but now you sit in your quote den and you're clicking buttons on your mobile phone. And you, you just, you know, it doesn't seem like you're losing money. It doesn't seem like you're thinking, and you're just click, 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 and then bang. Before you know it, you're running into all kinds of issues and all kinds of financial problems. Um, this is a deeply addictive issue. And the other thing that frustrates me about the sports gambling companies is they, they purvey it to our listeners as, hey, if you really know sports, you're going to make money. Nonsense. One of the guys that I brought in to uh, work with me at the Sports Integrity Center is a, was a prominent European bookmaker. And I once said, you know, how many customers did you have in your book? And he said, oh, about a million. I said, oh, that's interesting. You know, how many of those guys made money? Like, you know, you against them over one year, how many of your one million customers actually made money? And he thinks, and he goes, um, I think five? And I was like, wow, you mean... 5,000? And he's like, no, no, I mean five. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of them by name. Like, like, like the fingers of your hand, five. That is sports gambling. It is, yeah. it is, you know, you have a better chance on the lottery than on most sports gambling. So, uh, you know, and, and it, it, it really is, you know, get back to my uh, beginning statement. This is the new opioid epidemic. There's issues going right across Edmonton, right across Northern Alberta. And because it's mostly hitting men, uh, mostly hitting young men. We're not hearing many conversations about it, but it is a massive addiction problem. Declan, the other thing too is we get a little bit closer to Super Bowl, where that you can bet on absolutely everything, right from the national anthem length to that kind of stuff. It just it just doesn't seem like it's going to go away anytime soon. Although Ontario has regulated it, do you see any other provinces doing that? <laughs> Look, Ontario just jumped like straight into the jungle. So their idea of regulating is now, you know, uh, pulling it back slightly. Uh, look, they've got all kinds of issues. But getting back to your statement about the Super Bowl, look, uh, there are about 60,000 single sports events a day that the markets are offering uh, action on. And within those 60,000 games, there's 20,000 single points uh, that you can bet on. So it is a massive globalized market. It's worth $1.63 trillion. Uh, the other issue that we haven't spoken about is the opening up of match fixing and the threat to the integrity of sport. Because yeah. suddenly you've got 60,000 single events. Many of those, I mean, you know, I covered something earlier, um, which is there were Hong Kong school children, eight, nine years old, and there was match fixing going on there. Wow. So this stuff is just, it, it, it's appalling. Uh, and, you know, it, we, we really have to start getting a grip on this because we'll start to lose sports. Sports will become what the academics call gamblified. So that you're, you know, it becomes like horse racing. You don't go to the horses, you know, because you enjoy and love horses. You go because those horses are vehicles for bets and gambling. And that's gradually and slowly how sport will be transformed, that hockey players will no longer be the narrative of these, uh, you know, talented young people doing amazing things. It'll be like, oh, can they make the line? Can they make the spread? And that's a real danger to the beauty of sport. Before we let you go, author of The Fix, mm. Soccer and Organized Crime and the Insider's Guide to Match Fixing. Tell us a little bit about that publication. That's a book. 
Yeah, um, I was an investigative journalist for a long time, and then when I was covering the Iraq War, uh, I got news that I got a scholarship to go to this amazing center at University of Oxford that studies organized crime to do my PhD. Right. And then as part of my PhD, I infiltrated a gang of Asian match fixers who travel around the world fixing major sporting uh, tournaments, be it soccer, World Cup, be it uh, ATP tennis, be it cricket, be a whole bunch of these sports. And to get back to what I was saying about this globalized $1.63 trillion, they were having enormous success around the world because suddenly you had these games that, you know, five years ago nobody would bet on, but now they can do it. So right across Asia, right across Europe now is a graveyard of sports that have basically killed off their credibility with their with their fans because fans are looking at it and they're going, is that real? Am I watching theater now? Because that just seems so weird that I can't believe it. And that's the problem. That's the issue that we'll start to see in North America. Hey, Declan, do you have a website or someplace where people can go to catch up on more of this stuff? Yeah, I do. Uh, Declan Dash Hill on Twitter X, uh, www.declanhill.com. You can read some of my material, some of my work. Uh, I'm leading a, a major uh, training now down in Mexico for FBI and U.S. State Department. Cause a whole bunch of mo- Mexican narco terrorists are using this thing to money launder as well. So I'll be posting information about that as well. Wow. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us. Fascinating stuff. Really Anytime, appreciate Brent. your time. Anytime. All right. Dr. Declan Hill. Joining us uh, from someplace obviously warmer because uh, you can hear that plane in the background. He's got to be out on his deck. Anyway, Associate Professor of Investigations at the University of New Haven, also the lead of their Sports Integrity Center.